Hi, this is Tony at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to Isaac Smith, the Group CEO of PPS. Isaac, thank you very much for once again taking time to have a chat with me. Thanks, Tony. Always nice to talk to you. Yes, no, absolutely. Especially when the topic is a little bit greenfield. It's about, you know, your thoughts and just throwing around some ideas and stuff about the industry. And then I'm going to start with a quite an open-ended question. How would you describe where we are as an industry currently? Mm. Now, Tony, nice to not talk numbers, which we usually do um, around when we announce our year-end results. But uh, yeah, as you say, more open just about the industry and so on. So look, uh, um, obviously in South Africa, it's a challenging environment. Um, we know there's not much growth uh, around us. Um, and that all obviously impacts from a, in the financial services industry, also our consumers. Reminds me always of that old quote of Warren Buffett, you know, when the tide is out, you see who has been swimming naked, you know. Yeah. Uh, now the yeah. tide has been out for a very long time uh, in South Africa. We are confronted with a lot of challenges that uh, people in other places don't have, like, you know, load shedding talks now about grid failure, all those kind of things. I mean, that's not even on the radar of our uh, counterparts uh, in, in other countries. Um, but uh, yes, um, look, um, there's always opportunities. Eh? Um, one thing about the South African industry and South African managers in general is like we can make plans, you know, and whatever comes our way, um, we know how we figure out how to deal with it. Um, so. So I can just say from the PPS perspective, last year we still saw growth in new business, you know, despite the environment, um, which we were very pleased about. This year, you know, um, a bit, a bit more subdued. But um, so in general, um, I think there's not much growth. But I think your question is probably wider than that, also Tony, just in terms of technology and all the rest of it, eh? and that is yeah. we now coming off the post-COVID era just how flexible the working environment is and, you know, opportunities that that present. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, our industry is seen globally as quite an innovative industry. And we've seen that over the years with many firsts coming from here and being duplicated and grown outside our borders. Um, if you were to look at the last two decades, um, what would you say were the greatest innovations in the insurance industry? Yeah, yeah, you are true. Um, I've just had the privilege of visiting um, our business in Australia, and we're also busy setting up a business in New Zealand. And um, what you hear there, um, it's almost a bit of admiration from um, the actuaries over there. In fact, the International Actuarial Conference was now in Sydney. I didn't attend, but some of my colleagues attended. And I also say, you know, um, often talk about a lot of the innovation that's coming from South Africa. I mean, if we think about critical illness, for example, that was developed over here a lot of uh, many short-term innovations, you know, and the short-term insurance industry um, started here. And again, it probably comes back to the challenges that we often have to face. We have to think on our feet and we have to be nimble. That's just kind of in the nature of doing business in South Africa. To your question of big uh, innovations the last uh, two decades, maybe more recently, I would say it's not necessarily just well, you can call it an innovation, but I mean, it's all around us. It's just the way of doing business has changed significantly. Yeah, COVID did teach us a couple of things. That's not the innovation now from South Africa. It's just piggybacking on how the world 
has developed, but I think I would certainly say a lot of the innovation that we see also in the insurance and the investments, financial services industry is often things that happen in the world in general, like smartphones, um, you know, um, digitalization in other areas that we then um, use in our industry, um, um, apps, for example, you know, um, after the smartphone, that's, that's, there's a lot of innovation things, innovative things that, that uh, we're continuously innovating around ways to deliver service, for example, apps, but that's obviously piggybacking on other technologies that, uh, that's, that, that's out there. Um, you know, um, financial services, it's a funny thing. I always joke with the bankers and say they've got it so easy. Their products are, uh, are bought, ours are sold. You know, it's pain first, joy later. You have to like mm. tighten the belt and save, and then you're very happy with that one day or pay the premiums and then you cut it. Um, so, um, you know, that, and that is also why it's often advised, you know, um, our um, intermediaries have to, have to, have to play a role. Um, but, you know, what's more simple premium in, and there's a claim payout, you know, saving and there's a payout. I, mean, yeah. I think it's the innovation around that. How do we make our jobs easier for our staff, for our intermediaries? I think there's a lot of innovation that happened over the last two decades. Um, around that. So not so much the products per se, the core thing that we that we give to our consumers, but how we go about it. I think there was a lot of innovation around that, just making lives easier. Eh? Mm. Things that we used to do manually in the past that we can now rely on technology to do those jobs for us. Yeah, I think many, many companies would not have survived this last few years if it wasn't for all those efficiencies that were built into to the companies over the last two decades, with obviously the struggles of the economy necessitating that. Yeah. So, is there any specific innovation that stands out for you, not just from your position now, but during your career? Yeah, you. That's a that's a that's a big one. Um, I would say, Tony. Um, to you always. We get so used to things that, and you almost don't sit back and say, "Wow, that was a big one." I eh? um, yes, just, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I think the the internet in general, you know, I, I I'm just, I mean, again, let's take it back to uh, me being in Sydney the other day. Stuff in Sydney because they are eight hours ahead. <laughs> you know, you you have got your meetings there, and then in the evenings, online world starts. South South Africa wakes up, and and it starts over here. For me, it's just amazing that. In financial services, where I often say we don't ship bytes or, or we don't ship uh, atoms, we ship uh, um, um, bits, you know, electrons. I mean, what I mean by that is it's not a physical product that we manufacture, it's financial. Eh? So, in other words, you could actually do business from anywhere in the world, which means you can be in Sydney and you can do business there in South Africa. Um, I'm just amazed by the ability for us in the financial services industry these days, wherever you are, and if you are connected, you can do business there. If, if whether as a financial advisor or, you know, um, inside of product providers like ours, um, it's it's people, yeah, that's that's just amazing to me, you know, and um, you don't even have to have a, a cable plugged into your computer. As long as there's Wi-Fi, you can do it. I think when we sit back and we think, how was the world 15 years ago? That we, I mean, we would have said that is like this. This is futuristic um, dreaming, 
you know, and yeah. today it's just normal. I, th I think that is property stands out for me, how the world has changed in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I, um, just after school, backpacked through the country, um, I used to call my parents once a week because it was so expensive, you know, uh, yeah. just to tell them I'm still alive, you know. Absolutely, and, Tony. I mean, yeah. I remember the last time I backpacked um, with my wife recently married. I think it was almost to the end of that era. It was late 90s. Um, it was a very, very different world, you know. Um, um, yeah, so absolutely to your point. Um, as I say, we get so used to these things, we don't even sit back and say, wow, that was a biggie. But I think the ability to have meetings anywhere, it could be Hawaii, which is, if we dig a hole here in South Africa, you know, the other side of the world, that is where we're going to get. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to be able to have video meetings and do things and so on that just, and people won't even know we are there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it really is, you know, when you when you look back and you draw a line as to how it's happened, you know, and it's seamless or, or feels yeah. like it's seamless, it you know. Yeah. yeah. So maybe just to go a little bit further, what are your thoughts on the relevance of the intermediated market over the next decade? Yeah, very, very good one. Because a lot of people say, what's the value that uh, intermediaries add? Um, and if you think of, you know, AI, robotics, machines, technology, sites where you can do it yourself, things like that. Um, I think uh, these technologies just allows uh, people to play at a different level. You know, things that intermediaries had to do in the past, again, kind of ship paper and so on, you know, that's not uh, necessary these days. Um, uh, your, 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 Good intermediaries uh, do other things, the things that humans can do that machines cannot do. So managing emotions, you know, um, um, it's uh, um, we know the biggest value destruction often in investments is us, that guy in the mirror. You know, we sometimes make silly decisions yeah. and a good intermediary yeah. can help us stay the course and keep us disciplined, you know, in terms of mm -hmm. the plan and things like that. Um, it often makes me think, Tony, I've heard of mentors of mine, um, people that I really, really respect and that I think are very, very smart and extreme, extremely knowledgeable um, economists, uh, accountants, often, often financial advisors themselves. And they tell me they've also got a financial advisor. And I often think yeah. that you're, you are the last person in the world that needs a financial advisor. Why do you have one? Because I need that third party that sounds, you know, somebody to sound my silly ideas against and so on. So if those people need a financial advisor, everybody needs a financial advisor. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. You know, I, I used to train financial advisors. I used to give them legal advice, you know, and um, I've had a financial advisor, the same one for 20 years, you know. Yeah. And so um, to your, to your early, earlier question, Tony, um, what um, um, it depends on where you play, as I say, you know, certain jobs, uh, machines and technology will do for us, but I don't think um, it's going to, um, financial advisors will ever be disintermediated by technology. The roles are just going to change, you know, and new jobs will be created that were not there in the past. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's like just lastly, I mean, sustainability, and that goes for business, for social environment, all of those sort of things is, it's on everybody's lips and it's obviously very important um, 
for uh, the insurance industry because a healthy environment is not just good for business, but it's also good for risk. So which issues in the industry do you see as most effective for us to focus on to ensure sustainability, especially during these uncertain economic and political times? Yeah, now, sustainability is, a, is again a very, very big one. And often these days when we refer to sustainability, it's more the global, you know, it's, 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 it's um, the environment, climate change, all of those things. Um, I don't think we in South Africa always appreciate because of all our other issues and our other problems that we have to focus on our massive disease um, in, the, in the world. It's going to come our way very, very soon and much bigger than we probably anticipate. Um, I mean, it's going to impact trade and it's going to impact uh, um, uh, a lot of things. So even I, would, I don't think we have got a choice in South Africa that we must make it a big one on the national agenda. And I think businesses can proactively must apply their minds what that means. So for our industry, for example, um, the way we invest, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big one. Um, I mean, we are the custodian of many investments and so on. I think short term industry, obviously, you know, uh, um, um, uh, um, big risk events, um, um, mm. you know, um, have to apply minds to that. But I think a lot of it, also business in general, the small things that we do, how do we go um, and just have a more green mindset um, in terms of what uh, we do? You know, things like carbon tax, it's a, it's a big issue and it's probably going to come our way um, quite soon. It's going to impact the way we do business. So if we can proactively think about um, sustainability um, from that perspective, um, it's important. All, all, all um, challenges always provide opportunities. When I'm in Australia and people just shoot the, shake their heads and they say, what the hell is this load shedding thing? You know, that's totally foreign. You know, how can a company, how can an economy survive? I say, yes, it's a challenge. But um, I would imagine a few years into the future, South Africa is going to be um, an example of how we've leapfrogged. We're probably going to be one of the greenest economies um, there is. Why? Because you know, out of necessity, we have to throw up solar panels and things now, you know, mm -hmm. um, so which uh, I cannot imagine a couple of years into the future where most households and small businesses and larger businesses even won't have those more green solutions, you know, and that is sustainability, um, yeah. you know, not to rely on a big parastatal that burn carbon, you know, to supply their needs. It's not and it's often not because we want to go green. It's just because it's forced upon us. We have to do it, but we're probably yeah. going to leapfrog a lot, a lot of other first world countries in this recent. Yeah, yeah. The average Australian can phone the average guy in Springbok to ask him for advice on solar. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. So, Isaac, before we go over to um, uh, talking about the intermediaries, maybe you can just give me an idea. PPS obviously is a mutual. And um, one of the um, last men standing in South Africa, how do you see the future of mutuals in South Africa and globally? Yeah, yeah, Tony, quite correct. We are the biggest uh, financial services that operate under the ethos of mutuality uh, in, in the country. And in fact, uh, at times in Africa, it depends on the exchange rate and how you measure it, you know. Um, but uh, sadly, in Africa, mutuality is not that common a model anymore, um, especially with the demutualization of a couple of big players in the at the end of the previous century. 
In fact, uh, below 2% of insurance premiums in Africa go to mutuals and the likes of us. But in the rest of the world, especially the Northern Hemisphere and the USA, Europe, Japan, countries like those, um, it's, it's a very, very common model still about a third of, of, of premiums that go to insurance businesses, both life and short term, still go to mutuals. Um, um, it's, it's actually funny because in Africa, often, you know, we quite um, okay with stock fells and, um, you know, the whole Ubuntu, I am because you are, you know, it, it's almost the mutual model is something that should be more common here. Um, and we do believe it's a model that will grow again um, in Africa. You know, um, it is, uh, it's a wonderful model insurance. Most, most of the big insurance businesses in the world centuries ago actually started off as mutuals. Um, and a nice thing is there's not a shareholder involved um, that's looking for dividends. Every, all the benefits um, go back to, to the members. And that's the reason for existence of the business. When we interact with mutuals across the world, what we often hear is purpose, purpose. Now, these days, any company will tell you, you know, if you go to a business school, they'll say, you must have your purpose and those things sorted out, yes. But I think for mutuals especially, it's so, it's so natural to us. I mean, it's the reason for our existence. That the reason why we exist is for our members and to be purposeful for our members. So um, we do challenge ourselves uh, at PPS to say there's probably so much more that we can do. The way we apply mutuality is by returning all the profits. And that's a fantastic and it's a bit unique. It's probably almost innovative in the world these days to do it that way. Other mutuals do it in other ways, you know, they, but we do challenge ourselves and say, what else can we do? You know, can we stretch it further than only the numbers? Can we play a bigger role, obviously from a financial perspective, but the bigger role in our members' lives um, as a mutual? Um, so uh, there's probably things that we can do that the stock business would think twice about because they need, they need to worry about what's going back to the shareholder. We, we don't have those worries. We just think, it, we must just be fair to our to all the members and different groups within the members and say what's the best value we can return and it doesn't always have to be rands it can be like making sure everybody's got a financial plan and um, we can start playing in the space of wellness and things like that you know so so that is that is mutuals we are wedded to mutuality uh, you you come to a company like tps and work here for a year or two and suddenly you just think that this is just the way it should be, such a beautiful yeah. model. Mm. And especially in a country like South Africa, you know, where the focus is very much on society as a whole and trying to to create wealth for the society as a whole. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, as I say, I think it's a model that should be more more natural um, in our environment. And that is why we see this this uh, mutuality growing future again. Uh, yes. Isaac, thank you so much for that. It was great um, catching up with you and chatting again about all of these interesting things about our insurance industry. Never a dull moment in this industry. So Thank you, Tony. Always yeah. never a dull moment in our industry. Never a dull moment in South Africa. Always nice chatting to you. Absolutely, Isaac. Thank you so much.